0: Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. And today is Christmas Day here at the Ark of Salvation. Normally, we don't tell what day it is, what year it is, what even time of day it is, because people listen all over the world, on the Internet, all times of the day, throughout all seasons of the year. But today is a special day It is the most hallowed day in the Christian religion. It is Christmas Day. And yet on this day, so many of the churches across the world are closed. And they're not closed because the preacher doesn't have a message. They're not closed because the choir doesn't have a song to sing. They're closed because people don't come to church on Christmas. Because they have other things of higher priority to do Then come to the house of God on the very day that is the most hallowed and celebrated day in the Christian religion. And normally I do not preach a sermon on Christmas Day. We come here at the Ark of Salvation at eight o'clock every Christmas morning and we just celebrate God. We fellowship and sing and just give thanks. But on this particular Christmas Day. God simply spoke and he said, I want you to prepare a message. And this is the message. He said, I want you to compare Jesus and Santa Claus. And when I started to compare Jesus and Santa Claus, I I began to see what God was talking about. And I began to discover some things of how Satan has crept into the body of Christ And deceived us so much and got us so off track that often the least attended day in church is the most hallowed day. And just to compare Jesus and and Santa Claus, they even look similar. If you notice, both of them have white hair like wool. In Revelation 1.14, it says his head and his hair's were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet likened to fine brass as if they burned in a furnace. His head and his hairs were white like wool. So even the pictorial depictation between Christ and Santa Claus, both of them have white hair like wool. They both have a beard. In Isaiah 50 verse 6 it says, I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. And even the visual between the hair and the beard between Santa Claus and Jesus, they both come in red clothing. In Isaiah 63 verses 1 and 2 it says, Why are your garments red like those of one treading the winepress? I have trodden the winepress alone from the nations. No one was with me. I trampled them in my anger and trod them down in my wrath. Their blood splattered my garments and I stained all my clothing. Both come often dressed in red. Their hour of coming is a mystery. Luke 12:40 says be ye therefore ready also for the son of man cometh at an hour when ye think not. No one knows when Santa Claus comes in the middle of the night. The hour of their coming is a mystery. The name of Jesus is all powerful. And yet the name Santa is simply a rearrangement of the name Satan. All you do is take Satan and take the N and put it in front of the cross. So if you take the N on Satan and put it in front of the T, which is the representation of the cross, you get Santa. And even though Satan's name is nowhere near as powerful as the name of Jesus... It has power. Let no one fool you about that. Satan has some power because he has most of the folk and he even has most of the folk and most of the stuff, even on Jesus's birthday. They both were carpenters. Jesus was a carpenter and Santa is a toy carpenter. They both come as thieves in the night. The Bible says that the Lord shall come as a thief in the night. Yet Santa comes in your home by fable and legend, not through the front door, but like a thief down through the chimney. Jesus is omnipotent, all powerful. Yet Santa can deliver all of the toys around the world in one night. Jesus is omniscient. He knows all. Yet Santa knows all of the children, whether they have been good or bad all year long. He knows everything that you do. Jesus is omnipresent. He sees you all of the time. Yet Santa sees you when you wake or sleep. He's everywhere to be able to to deliver all of those toys all in one single night. Jesus and God, they're ageless and eternal. Yet Santa Claus lives forever. Jesus lives in men. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you? But yet Santa lives in the hearts of children. Jesus is the giver of gifts. Ephesians 4.8, wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. And Santa is the giver of gifts. Jesus is the absolute truth. For he saith, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And yet Santa is absolute fable. First Timothy four, seven says, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives tales. Rather, train yourselves to be godly. In Revelations five, one, it says, and I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne, a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. Jesus sits on a throne. But yet, if you ever go to see Santa Claus at the mall, where does he sit? Santa sits on a throne. We are told to go boldly to the throne of grace for our needs. And yet children are told to approach Santa's throne to ask for anything they want. Jesus commands children to obey their parents. Santa Tells children to obey their parents so they can get the gifts. Jesus wants little children to come to him. Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Santa bids children to come unto him. Judges, Romans 14 says, For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. He sits in judgment. And yet Santa judges whether you have been good or bad. Jesus is the everlasting father and Santa is the father of Christmas. Jesus is the Christ child, but the other name for Santa is called Kris Kringle, which is one of the names of Santa, which means Christ child. Jesus is worthy of our prayers and worship. And yet so many pray and worship St. Nick as children. Jesus is the Lord of hosts. Santa is the Lord over a host of elves, which in Druid and other religions, elves symbolize demons or tree spirits. God says, ho, ho, in Zechariah 2.6, ho, ho, come forth and flee from the land of the north. Saith the Lord, for I have spread you abroad as the four winds of heaven. Saith the Lord. Santa says, ho, ho, ho. Jesus is the prince of peace, the very image of God. Whereas Santa is the symbol of world peace, the image of the Christian and Christmas season. Santa has a pot belly, which epitomizes excess consumption. Jesus is slender. Santa fosters the I want spirit. Jesus fosters the I give spirit. Santa's joy fades with the toys. Jesus' joy is eternal. Santa rides in a sleigh. Jesus walks on the water. Santa comes but once a year. Jesus is ever present. Santa fills your stockings with goodies. Jesus supplies all your needs. Santa comes down your chimney uninvited. Jesus stands at the door and knocks and then enters your heart when invited. You have to wait in line to see Santa. Jesus is as close as the mention of his name. Santa lets you sit in his lap. Jesus lets you rest in his arms. Santa doesn't know your name. Jesus knew you before you were born. Santa says you better not cry. Jesus says you cast all your cares on me for I care for you. While Santa puts gifts under your tree, Jesus became our gift and died on a tree. In the modern world, we have substituted Santa for Jesus. The churches are empty in the Christmas season. The malls are so packed, you cannot find a parking space. So why is it that St. Nick or Santa Claus has now become almost the God of this world? If the church had a tenth of the money that was spent at Christmas, it would transform the churches. If they just had a tenth of the money, people go in debt. They have their credit cards up to the limit. They all they broke after Christmas, but they will not do that for Christ. But yet they'll do that for Santa. And God just he just wanted me just to compare Jesus and Santa Claus. That's why the Ten Commandments, the first one says, thou shall have no other gods before me. And, and Satan has taken his very name, just taken one letter and moved it around and you can see just the evidence and see the devil has always wanted the children because he knows if he gets the children, he has you when you get to an adult. So he can take a myth and a fable, something that everyone of wisdom knows isn't true, but yet it becomes a reality. And we become more excited, we do more worshiping, we do more praise, we do more focus on the gifts of Christmas rather than the gift of Christ. And God just wants us just to take a minute and to just reflect on how we have changed and substituted Santa Claus for Jesus. Can you imagine what it would be like in our houses if the children would be waiting on Jesus in church like they do on Christmas? Can you imagine what it would be like if they were just in a hurry to get to church? And and see, the reason oftentimes that the children are not in that big a hurry because the parents aren't. See, they get everything they get from mama and daddy. So the parents are so focused on it, it spreads over unto the children. Santa Claus or Jesus, the world or the kingdom of heaven. That's why Jesus says, wide is the path that leadeth unto destruction and many thereof shall enter. But narrow is the way that leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. I'm just thankful for the few of you who are here today because there are few people in church around the world on this day. And see, the thing about it. The malls tomorrow on the day after Christmas, you won't be able to find a parking spot. And it doesn't matter what the weather is like. It doesn't matter if it's zero degrees outside. It doesn't matter if it's raining. It doesn't matter if it's snowing. Do you know the malls are going to be absolutely packed tomorrow, the day after Christmas? They're packed the day before. They're packed the day after. But on Christmas Day, churches across the world are empty. We have substituted our worship, Santa Claus, for Jesus the Christ. And God wants us to come back to him, even though it may be a narrow path. God wants us to come back to him and to bring the children back to him. Santa wants your children. Santa wants your children. Satan wants your children. And all the spirit that we have during Christmas goes through our whole lives. And we have the spirit of gimme, 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 gimme. What can I get? What can I fill up with? What has Santa Claus brought me for Christmas? And the greatest gift God gave was the sacrifice of his son. People, it's a time of joy. But do you know this is the time that you sell more liquor than any other time? More liquor is sold in the Christmas season. In any other time, do you know this is the time that has the highest suicide rate of any time of the year? It's Christmas time. It is the time that should be the happiest, the most joyous. It is the time that we should be the freest, but we come out of Christmas burdened down. First of all, because most of the folks gonna come out and you you heavy in debt. You spend all your money, and it's not in church. Devil ain't got it, and left you in bad shape, broke, busted, and disgusted. And you can look at the fruits. And people, this is not the way of God. It never has been, never will be. You look at the fruits of the stuff. So we leave out a Christmas in much worse shape than we were going into it. Because we do not understand that we have switched gods. And we do not understand we have substituted that of the world and that of folklore. We have twisted the names up. And we put something in front of the cross other than God and other than His Son. We have put Santa Claus ahead of Jesus. and God just wanted me just to compare and contrast the two today so that a few of us will understand and have our eyes opened and know the true way. And actually, a Christmas, you know, it would be great. in next year, I'm going to try to focus my family on that, that we actually, instead of trying to get so many gifts ourselves, Just take that and help some other people. That's the real spirit of Christ. See, when you look at the real spirit of Christ, it never was about how much you could get. The real spirit of Christ is not about helping me in what I can get. The real spirit of Christ is about what I can give and what I can do for others. That's the true spirit of Christ. And oftentimes, even when we go out and get all these gifts, it's a reciprocity. Meaning that I got to get them a gift or they ain't going to think well of me. Or I got to get them a gift so they'll give me a gift. Totally the wrong spirit. So we need to move to next Christmas. And I hope some of you who hear this message will do this within your households. And you will take your children and take your spouse and simply say, instead of spending everything on me, let's live this Christmas in the spirit of Christ. And not in the spirit of Santa Claus, who is a false anti type of Christ. Let's do this the way that God would smile on us, the way the Bible talks about and the way that we know Jesus would want us to live. Jesus or Santa Claus, the world has chosen. So it's up to the church to choose and to make our choice. We see the comparison and the world has tried to substitute that which was filed. For that which is pure, don't let it happen in your heart and your spirit. Understand the difference between Santa Claus and Jesus. We thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the word. Amen, 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 amen. I want to just ask my children to just come up on stage here with me for just a minute. Come on, the three of them. Y'all heard what daddy said. Come on, come on upstairs. Come on up on the stage. I want to ask you for next year, for next Christmas. What do you think about taking everything that you're going to get, all of the money, all of the gifts and taking that and buying it for somebody else who needs it? What do you think about that? I think I should do it. Think you should do it. What do you think about that? He said he thinks that's the right thing to do because that's what God would want us to do. Christian, now your name is Christian. What do you think about that? I'll do it. You'll do it. Amen. 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 So they have made a commitment for next Christmas to not to receive any gifts themselves, but to take that and to give that and help someone else who really needs it. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about I'm not talking about giving some gifts, to somebody who got plenty of stuff and I don't even have any room to put it. I'm talking about taking it and giving it to someone who really needs it and give them something that's going to uplift them. Give them something that's going to make a difference in their lives. There, I had requests for, you know, people wanted me to donate to help buy some stuff and they were toys. And I said, this stuff is going to be torn up in two weeks. I want to. Place some resources into some people's and some children's lives that are going to make a difference, something that will be there with them 10 years down the road, something that will make a difference in their life and will uplift that life. So not only do you have to, first of all, make a commitment that you're going to do something next Christmas to help someone, you have to make a commitment and put some brain into even what you do. It doesn't do you any good to really give them a video game. Because most of the video games are going to have stuff that's still going to take them down the wide, destructive road. You have to think of something to give them that's going to make a positive difference in their lives. Can you think of anything to give somebody that's going to make a positive difference in their lives? A book! Alright, a book. What kind of book? That's not that easy. See, it's, it's easy to think of the stuff that people want that's going to be destructive. But it's not that easy. You have to put some energy and some effort to even think of something that's going to be beneficial in the lives of youth. So not only I challenge you to redirect your resources next Christmas, but I challenge you to redirect your resources into something that's going to be eternally positive in their lives. Give them something that's going to make a difference next year and the year after that and the year after that. And the year after that, we thank you. This is Joseph, who's named after the brother of Jesus. This is Nathaniel, which means gift of God. And this is Christian. So I want you to be a brother to Jesus. I want you to be a gift of God. And I want you to be a Christian. God bless you. Amen,
1: amen, amen, amen. And i like
0: for just James to come and have a few comments because he's got so many children and, and, and it's a it's a job trying to gear children away from the flow of the mass. It, it really is because it's just a
1: challenge. Amen. We thank pastor for bringing that message today. And I, I think that was a reason that God wanted him to preach today for us to, to hear that and It really struck me hard because um, I had a dream last night, and in the dream, a a, a scripture kept uh, repeating itself. So when I woke up, I I wasn't familiar with the scripture. Uh, So I had to look it up even before I got out of bed and said, Let me see what this scripture says. When I read it, I was familiar with it, Uh, but it relates to uh, what he talked about. And as he ended, he, he talked about how even Santa had become a type of antichrist and the scripture that was recurring in my dream was 1st John chapter 4 verse 3 and when I looked it up it says And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God and this is that spirit of antichrist whereof ye have heard that it should come and even now already is in the world and as you said they ex him off of all of the storefronts and they're trying to take christ out of everything they've taken him out of schools and extra the, the prayer out uh, a lot of government buildings and xing him out and, and one of the main things is even a lot of the homes are just not making time for jesus anymore you know the the prior generation you would have a lot of praying mothers and praying grandmothers and now things get so busy and and so much going on on the internet and, and working so hard so many hours you don't find as many praying mothers and praying grandmothers anymore songs christian songs being sung throughout the home so take this message with you all year long that to keep Jesus at the forefront of every day and, and bring him back into the homes year round. Amen.
0: This ends message number 5459 by Nathaniel Brauner Jr. To hear other messages or to send this message number 5459 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and the online word.com. This has been message number 5459, Jesus versus Santa Claus. Listen to AirJesus.com and TheOnlineWord.com often and keep your spirit charged up.